Hello and welcome to Arrest All Mimics. My name is Ben Tal and this is the Creative Innovation Podcast. How are you doing? Welcome back. Cheers for persevering. We had a little break there for a few weeks. I went away on holiday, actually took some time off from all things visual. I say that, I was running around New York taking pictures of doodles on walls and things down back alleys, you know what I mean? Everyone else looking up at the Empire State and I'm just... (laughs) You know what it's like. You must all be on board with that. Tell me if you are. Um, the weather this week is waxy. Yeah, we've got the fantastic O Street coming up from Glasgow. I say waxy because one of my favourite pieces of work out there, full stop, is a wonderful piece of design that you'll see on the promotional graphic by these guys. Wax caps on beer bottles. Um, beautiful piece of work. I believe it was for Brewdog. Um and it's actually the thing that switched me on to them, alongside being involved with Tessa, who you're going to hear from on the show, Tessa Simpson, uh, who was involved in a Design Week Vox Pop, just a little article they run where they get designers' opinions on various issues, so I came across O Street through those two channels, and they're awesome. They've got a beautiful studio in Glasgow, a uh, place in London, split across the two cities, but they're a, a mid-sized agency doing fantastic work, and there's such a great energy, uh, such a great soul uh, that's apparent whether it's through the website, through the work that they do, and I really wanted to talk to the people. So I have Johnny Mauer and Tessa Simpson coming up on the show today. They're going to let us inside their world. We're going to talk about many, many things. But first, a little thank you for the sponsors. Founding sponsor, illustrationweb.com, fantastic illustration agency, uh, representing animators, gift makers, illustrators, fashion illustrators, live artists, uh, lettering specialists, all going on. Go and take a look at their wonderful portfolios. Also a great news section if you want a little peek behind the curtain for everything that these guys do. Big supporters of the creative industries work in conjunction with the likes of the Association of Illustrators, Societies of of Artists, Agents. Uh, They're great people. Go and have a look, illustrationweb.com. Heart, internet.co.uk. Been on board a while now, these guys. Um, top supporters of the show, tech sponsors. They provide great SEO, domain names, hosting, uh, social media advice, all the good tech stuff that you need to get your stuff up. Google. <laughs> Sounds wrong, that, doesn't it? Um, you can tell I've been away. My brain's a little bit frazzled. I've come back to a maelstrom of work. Uh, you know what it's like when you put stuff off, put stuff off, and it's all fun and games while you're out there. On holiday, and then you come back and it all just falls on you, crumbles down, drops on you, and you're trapped under it. But it's all good stuff, because it's better than coming back to the tumbleweed, which I've done that many a times too. Um, Moving on. (laughs) Foilco.co.uk. Fantastic people. Um, Great foiling. So they do everything, the shiny stuff on the magazine mastheads, the book covers, the booze bottles, you name it. They're fantastic People, people, uh, and they work very well with the design agency. They're, they're sold out multiplicity event in London is coming up soon. Their rebrand is about to launch on the 2nd of May, done by show alumni Dave Sedgwick. So go back and check out the episode. I think it's 108 with Studio DBD. Uh, but they're great. If you need anything foiled or you've got an idea to get something foiled but you don't know how, go and talk to them. They, 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 they do it fantastically well and they make it seem so less intimidating than it needs to be. And it's a beautiful process and there's so much customization potential there so there you have it foilco.co.uk last but certainly not least busy people at the moment the aoi the association of illustrators the aoi.com jump into their social channels they've just launched a fantastic new campaign um for the illustration industry called the business empowerment campaign with a wonderful hashtag not a hobby 
So it's all about, I mean, it does what it says, Tim. We covered this in the pricing episode. Go back and listen to that if you haven't. It's been fant- like wonderfully positive and popular because it's a great issue in our industry is that we're artists at heart and we struggle with the business side of things and that's why the AOI are stepping up their game in in, in changing that. So go and have a look. All the information's over there. There's a fantastic new campaign that they've been uh, just driving, driving into the ground and it's really, really great to see. Like I mentioned, the pricing creativity episode sat in between this and Ben the Illustrator and Hire and Illustrator.com's fantastic annual Illustrator survey. Um, so there's it's happening. There's conversations going on. And as Ben the Illustrator said, it's very hard to, to help the matter directly, as in giving numbers or quotes. But the more these conversations do the rounds, the more people get a sense of a rounded approach to, to running the business and to pricing your work. So... Do go and have a look at that. Um, and that's enough of the business from this end. So cheers to all those guys for supporting the show. Uh, that's what keeps this stuff free. So it's nice to be back. It's nice to have a little break. I threw a lot of episodes at you all um, finishing off with the, the internet and the mind with uh, Michael Phillips Moskowitz, who articulated brilliantly well his new app, Mood Rise, which is dealing with uh, the mental health side of the content we consume and how we can improve that. Really great in-depth pop science style stuff. We had Jane Boyer, we had Sean Ryder, we had Ward Thomas, that was two back-to-back UK number one artists in a row. I never thought I'd be able to say that. But it was a busy period, so uh, apologies for the for the deluge, but there you have it. I, I hope it was a little time to catch up and digest some of that stuff. And I'm back with no other than O Street. So these guys are direction, uh, sorry, design and direction agency. Uh, emanating at Glasgow, also with offices in London. They're a brand consultancy and design shop. A family of adventurous spirits who balance process with play and get things right for people we work with. Give us a shout. It kind of sums them up. Uh, and the family thing isn't cheesy, isn't the kind of... Um, does anyone remember Agency Wank? It was um, it was a, a great blog that kind of pulled apart design agencies manifestos those kind of little pieces they have on the about section where there's a lot of unfortunately a lot of the time talk to bollocks and they kind of called it out and i think it ended because someone took such exception that they wanted to beat up the guy who was running the blog funny story go and have a look um if it's still up there but what i will say about o street is that, that really rang true i mean you walk in it's literally a shop front in glasgow and you walk in there very welcoming people very warm very friendly the kettle's straight on they're very happy to have you through the door and the overriding sensibility, which I was delighted to to see, was the case. Having looked at their website and felt that there was a real cohesiveness, a real gelling of all their projects and the way they presented themselves and the investment, the emotional investment in all their projects, the research, the the delivery, the, the way everything was executed and then ultimately presented on the website was, to me, was really, really impressive and up there with anyone. Um, I say that from the heart. So to walk into this shop and, and kind of get that feel from the staff and... It really was like a family, you know, they all they were laughing with each other, they got along, uh, they were taking phone calls from clients up on one level whilst I'm doing this podcast on the bottom and, and no one kicked off, you know, it was a very, uh, just a very open, a very, um, what's the right word, there was just an ambience there that worked and, it, and I think you're going to, there's no point in me rambling on about that because Tessa and Johnny Mowat today are going to take us through what that's all about and take us through some of the work they've done. They designed a new Scottish banknote, what a gig that was to get. Um, like I said, they do a lot of beer stuff, the brew dog, the, the kind of wax cap stuff was really knockout work. So it's my pleasure to go up there and talk to them. So let us know your thoughts on the episode. Get us any feedback on the previous episodes. The conversation on the price and creativity episode is still going on. Um, Creative Boom just put a call out for opinions on that any advice on pricing it's a big industry thing right now it's a big industry conversation point so yeah 
there you, there you have it. Um, let us know thoughts on all of that good stuff. Um, another little thing, I'm, I'm going to mention this because the Extinction Rebellion stuff has been going on, the, the protests about climate change over the last few uh, few days as I, as I record this. And I'm not going to get preachy, I'm not going to get on about that stuff. But quite into, it's something that bogs me down. I've got one of those brains that, whatever you want to call it, it's on the spectrum somewhere. I, I get troubled by the heavy stuff. You know, I've got an introspective mind like a lot of us do in the creative industries and I do get troubled by this stuff. And it is a, a horrible major issue that may be the biggest issue to tackle of our times. And I get stressed because the politicians are in there. Oh, you know the stuff about Brexit, well, there's bigger issues going on. Um, mental health things, there's the climate change issue. with The, the greatest battle of our time. <laughs> Not so like Lord of the Rings, it just occurred to me then. But... Uh, I got an email from Design Week asking me to contrib- contribute to a piece about that issue. And I just thought it was interesting, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys think. So as well as feedback on today's episode, get me your thoughts on this at Arrest Olympics on social media. What can designers do to help the environmental crisis and ease the effects of climate change going forward? It's a big question, and, and I had to sit back and think about that. Um, I'll put a link out on the social when, when the, the piece goes live, not to jump the gun. But I'm just interested in your thoughts because, you know, there's those schools of thought that, you know, we can't save the world as designers. There are bigger things. But I've always been a big believer in graphic activism and visual communication and the need to cut through the bullshit and how valuable these weapons are that we have to, to kind of do that, to, you know, to, to work with people who have the facts, who want to shout about the right messages, uh, the scientists and the likes. If we can work with those people and, and, and form people power and, and supply them with visually stimulating material that's going to drive that message more successfully, then I believe that really is powerful. I'm just interested to hear what you guys think on that. So if you do feel inclined, if you can be asked, get your thoughts over at Arrest on Mimics on the social because I'm just curious about that. Um, what else? What else? Not a great deal. Cheers for listening. I'm going to get you to it now uh, instead of waffling on. Drop us a little review if you get a chance on the iTunes. Always very helpful. Thanks for any who have recently. And here you are. You find me in Glasgow with Johnny Mauer and Tessa Simpson from O Street. Enjoy. Well, let's talk about O Street then. Um, I, I, I came across you guys. It was through you for a little while back. You, you were in the same article as me on Design Week. There was oh, like right. one of those little Vox Pop yeah, things. Yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. spotting and thinking, oh, it's O Street. And I yeah. it. <laughs> really, lo- really lovely work. I wanted to talk to you since, and I was meant to be doing something in London, and it got called off. I can't remember why. Uh-huh. Deadline came up or something. Uh-huh. But here we are in Glasgow. Yeah, so yeah. It's um, yeah, it's really good to finally get to chat. So, what's the background of the agency like? Have you been based here for a while? Yeah. So I think um, originally it was uh, Neil and David that kicked things off, and um, they kind of both worked independently in um, bigger studios and kind of like you know sort of larger scale companies, hmm. and. Um, they sort of decided that the agency life like that wasn't really what they wanted to be doing and, and actually starting off a smaller boutique kind of size was, was kind of just better, it was more collaborative and mm. kind of a little bit more democratic as well. So I think um, that's what they had in mind when they when they started O Street and um, we started off originally in Glasgow um, but then getting a lot of kind of London based clients as well and David actually works down there now, um, okay. just outside of London. Um, so yeah, they, they were over on uh, Otago Street which is a parallel street over um, just hence the name O Street yeah. um, and then we've been in this studio space for about oh, maybe eight years now something like that Yeah. Um, which used to be an old lawn debt and it's been kind of like all renovated and changed and then um, the guys moved in and put the mezzanine in and the basement in and stuff like that and made it the 
wacky spaces. Got enviably yeah. tall bookshelves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were built by uh, one, of the, one of the guys is a like, brother-in-law or something like that, I think, especially for the space. So, um, but yeah, and then um, I think some of the first jobs that the guys worked on were with the National Galleries and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, and Edinburgh Film Festival, so kind of making a mark pretty early on in the cultural scene. And then, um, yeah, since then, just working on lots of big projects. Done the Royal Bank Scotland banknotes recently. That yeah, was a big one. that's yeah. the big claim to fame at the minute. Yeah, it's a belter. Yeah, it's a yeah, project. Yeah. I'm hoping we'll talk about that later because that's quite an intriguing project. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but in terms of like the agency structure, this is something I'm seeing more and more now. You know, almost downsizing, with the idea being that it's all going to be a good conversation. Everyone's got a nice level of, um, yeah, I guess respect. Yeah. within the company and you hear that story all the time about people getting jaded with that bigger agency yeah. lifestyle have you guys ever had much experience in the way of that um what well, bigger agency bigger lifestyle agencies. yeah, yeah. I mean, well i did like a, a fair bit of kind of you know trolling around through bigger agencies but yeah just yeah. never really clicked with that kind of style and i'd always preferred working in in smaller ones um and then basically kind of yeah, I just got really lucky with, with these guys when they were looking for somebody in a, in a sort of junior role um, mm. and uh, pretty quickly was like, oh, this is just the way that it's got to be, you know, just, yeah, yeah I think it's, it just works really, really well. Mm. And I think everybody that kind of comes in, like, really likes the vibe of the place. I think for us, like, a big part of working well together and producing good work is the culture that we have in the studio as well. Yeah. Um, and I think David and Neil have always wanted to keep things pretty small and, like, not kind of grow to mm. grow too big and keep it manageable and everyone sort of have a voice and have a, have yeah. a platform to say stuff and mm. um, yeah it's worked pretty well for us over the years yeah yeah. I've been impressed by I guess you have too yeah. I've been like straight out of uni into a, like small agency that does good work mm-hmm. so yeah it works pretty well yeah. but I do I also feel like because Neil and David have that, like cut their teeth in these big agencies they're kind of always finding little ways to rebel against that kind of mindset mm-hmm. so like yeah, yeah, yeah. The culture stuff up here just like you know making sure you're home on time making sure you're mm. spending time together outside of Working work hours, yeah. but without feeling that you have to you know absolutely like, yeah like we went away every year we go away on a trip um well i've only done it once but it was <laughs> like a wee fishing trip up to loch flying up north where you just sit and fish and drink and eat and it's great yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was like a, it was kind of it's kind of bizarre because it's like really good, but it's fu- funny to think that you've been on like a family weekend away with your colleagues. It's weird, <laughs> yeah. but like, good weird. Uh, it's good weird. Like it's it's one of those things that I absolutely love it about. Like I think it's something mm. like really nice that you can at the end of the day on a Friday, like you still want to go and have a drink with all the people that you work yeah. with. Like you know, yeah. I think that's a pretty good thing. Um, and I think it says a lot about the mindset of like how we approach things in general, but. Yeah, and also mm. being on, in a boat for four hours or whatever. And like, <laughs> when the engine, <laughs> engine putters out. That's yeah. a proper test. Isn't it? Yeah, oh man, yeah. we actually got washed up ashore this year. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. say that. Maybe that shouldn't be public knowledge. But <laughs> yeah, now we had to, get, <laughs> had to get rescued. It was uh, by the locals. Humbling, well, humbling. It was humbling. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I think I think that speaks volumes of our industry though, and the fact that I think it was Steve. Fernakis from Google has said recently that he very very rarely meets people who got into the industry explicitly to make money. Just to, you know, it so yeah. happens they can make money from doing what's like an extension of them. And I think that's reflected in that you know that we don't always draw the lines between work and going out. The rest of it, and it's not mm. it's not like a 
you know, a team from Staples going out and building a raft, is it? It's, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, just to pick an example completely out of the air, but like, it's not like, a, like you say, it's not rammed down your throat, is it? It's something you actually want to do. And I, yeah. do you feel that's reflected in, in the work? Because I, I mean, just personally speaking, I think there's such a sense of fun about your portfolio at Old Street. There's a real character and an investment in it, seemingly to me, in each of the projects. Yeah, I mean, I'd say like a lot of, we do think that a little bit sometimes, you know, we've got a, a strong personality that comes through the work, but I think... Um, Part of that as well is comes down to like you know we kind of we aim to work on certain projects because we want to because we like you know the, the client or whatever you know we get on with them and a lot of the time the best work that we produce has been just because we've we've had a good relationship with mm. like whoever it is that we're working with and we kind of like to think of ourselves as more collaborators than you know necessarily yeah. kind of like you know client and service but um, and especially because we kind of got this idea of a creative circle where we you know we've got our pals like being a small studio you need to have somebody who's a specialist in like that thing or a specialist in that thing that you can pull in. In different occasions when you need to and, and kind of yeah like work with them so we've kind of got like a cr- close knit of um, group of collaborators that we work with on a regular basis um, which kind of feels like an extension of, of what we do but I think as like I mean it's funny that you say that about the, the kind of fun side of the portfolio I guess we've, we've recently been doing a lot of beer work you might have seen that with, with Brewdog and yeah. with Fine Ales that we've done as well but um, part, of, part of what we did as part of a sort of culture project in O Street was we did this event series called Beer Times where essentially it was kind of a way for us to do beer packaging without having any beer packaging clients so we would put on an event get like a photographer or you know an artist or a performer you know someone a singer or whatever into the studio let them take over the space for an evening and we'd work with a, a local brewer and have like 50 limited edition beers and we'd do the packaging for it yeah so it's like a really fun thing for us to do like you know as a side project we could just do whatever we wanted so, you know whatever fit the bill for that for that night um but it meant that we kind of then had you know 20 beer bottles or whatever that we designed all kind of in a completely different style yeah. mm-hmm. i think it kind of put us on the scene a little bit for the right people which was you know just exactly what we wanted and got us into doing the kind of work that we wanted to be doing a bit more so yeah it's, and that's another fantastic example that seems to often come up on the show of people just leading the you know the conversation themselves going out and doing it showing they can do it well in yeah. the, through their own way mm. and like attracting like i always say to people that my portfolio at any given point in my career has always been made up large percentage of personal work despite having done a lot of commissioned work because i know what i want to do and i, mm-hmm. and I feel like without some of the constraints sometimes i'm able to lead that myself you know this yeah, is something definitely. that comes up time and time again and I think that's plain to see from you know the, like you say the, the brewdog stuff that you've done mm-hmm. and that kind of project it, mm-hmm. it's, it screams personality yeah you know so to put that out there and was that something that you know the freedom that you'd created for yourself in doing that range of, of packaging designs mm-hmm. is that then something you felt that the clients like brewdog picked up on and, and wanted I think so yeah I think I think uh, the original conversations like that was a big part of it and just being like oh we can doing this side of events and I think like the Brewdog kind of ethos is maybe a bit similar they wanted to tap into that idea of it being kind of an underground thing that we were doing and it, you mm. know it was just it wasn't meticulously planned you know it was just something that we were doing ourselves and it was quite kind of based on the local community and yeah just like having a bit more of a personality side of it and a cultural side to it um, than anything else really you know because it wasn't about it wasn't really about what we were doing it was just about using the space as a platform for, for the people to come in mm. um, and it just yeah it worked really well and I think the guys have up like that a lot, so mm. yeah, got us, in, got us in the right place. Yeah, I feel like also as well, even though it's like a personal project, within client project is still very much the mindset of, oh, you have this thing that you want to do, like you have a itch that you want to scratch, which is like usually the yeah. terms people use. Yeah. It's like, well, you go and do that and we'll support you by either telling you that it's working or not and help <laughs> you how to make it work, you know. Yeah. So it's like very much 
everyone has an opportunity to go and do the thing that they have a, you know, just like a inkling for, and then it comes through, which is good. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, there's kind of like everyone's got different skill sets as well, and like stuff that they're more interested in or not, or not and mm. there's always that. Yeah, it comes through in different projects, and we we also do, you know, encourage kind of like side projects and stuff like that you know we've always we've always usually got something on the go of like something that is just we're not going to do through working with a client and we yeah. know that and we're, we're going to do it some other way <laughs> so um we've got that um a little box of vintage labels that we've got at the minute and then um, we've, we've sort of uh, had them sitting upstairs in a box for well, a couple of years now actually yeah and basically they were inherited from a an old princess that closed down years and years ago and um we've been digging them up and putting them out on uh, on Instagram at the minute because they're looking well they're amazing basically like the graphics and like for anybody who's like a graphics geek or whatever yeah. it's like absolute treasure trove um so yeah that's been the kind of current side project at the minute isn't it yeah it's one been of a couple of other things <laughs> it's like documenting and like it's so simple to do but it's just going to build up and it's something that's going to um be great to look back on yeah definitely can't wait to get some of them on the t-shirt as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I need to start punning those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the one thing that I picked up on quite quickly was the level of detail and the level of investment in each kind of story and backstories within the brands that you're working with. Would it be fair to say as a smaller agency, you, you, I don't know, like encouraged, but is there a, a big ethos on getting away from the screen and actually, yeah, you yeah. know, that, I mean, I, I think you know, there's the, um, what's the name we've got on here, the cinema, the the cinema one where you've gone through the archival photographs. Oh, Campbell House. Yes, Campbell House. Campbell yeah, House. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I thought it was fantastic, and, and and it's really encouraging to see because I think it's, it's very easy now just to rely on Google Images, isn't it? Or yeah, yeah. Or whatever it might be, but actually, you know, I got a great kick out of reading all these backstories and the way you present that on the website. So is that something that hey, do you enjoy that as people? Yeah, I mean that's kind of nice. That's really nice that you picked up on that actually, man. Because I mean sometimes we we sometimes worry that some of that stuff flies under the radar a little bit mm. because. I think we do we do pride ourselves on you know we put a lot of emphasis on the research side of things and making sure we really get into you know under the skin of what what the client actually wants what they need and mm. and the kind of background behind it all um i think we, we always really encourage that idea of like being in the place as well and like you know site visits and stuff like that i mean the, yeah the Campbelltown picture house one was an interesting one because like that was like flying out on a little prop plane to uh, <laughs> to Campbelltown and you know on the west coast and um seeing the town for itself and 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 the, the cinema and the, the sort of history behind it and everything like that was really interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, we recently did the, the Fine, Fine Ales um, brewery that we just did the rebrand for. We actually did like a sort of mini design residency where we went out because they are based at the top of Loch Fine on a working farm. So we were kind of like, you know, this is an opportune place and like everything that they talked about with their with their brewery and the branding, everything was all about that, you know, they wanted to really reflect what it is they're doing there and, and this sort of place that they're at is kind of mm. quite unique. It's kind of a, a bit different, you know. Mm. Working farm brewery is, it's kind of it's it's something that they can really own, um, and yeah, getting our getting our wellies on and stamping around the mud was really good for kind of just yeah. really getting into yeah. that a little bit, and and then trying to pull that through in the branding and trying to pull that through in the project in other ways, and we've we've sort of tried tried to show that a little bit with you know supporting blogs to show how we do that side of things as well as the polished kind of graphics at the mm. end of it, but. Um, yeah, it's nice that you've been able to pick up on that because I, 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 I just think that comes across in the way that it's presented on the website. Yeah, every, yeah. every project is very visually led, but then it's just nice bite-sized little pieces of information that give you that extra layer of, uh, of storytelling, which yeah. I, I, it really grabbed me. And I've just always been a big lover of um, projects with great ideas and research, and you know, mm -hmm. and, and then when you see the final thing, and it might just be a logo, it might just be an image, yeah. but, but actually you think, oh my god, that's that's so well crafted and so yeah. well researched. That was good. Yeah, it's good. It's something weird. 
always trying to figure out how best to do. Yeah. It's like, because there's so much of Lots of people it. just look at the final logo yeah. and then kind of like keep scrolling or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, but we also did all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was really good. Yeah. I like trying to trying to show that without yeah. being like. Like hey guys, look. <laughs> look at all the work we've done, like, yeah. Yeah, but also showing it makes back. sense, and it's like it all feeds in. Obviously, like your whole process, like everything that you're doing, feeds into like the final th- finished thing. But it's like how you show that to people who haven't been involved in yeah. every step of the way is really difficult. But um, yeah, we try to do a little bit of each project <laughs> at least. Do you find do you have do you find you have uh, the freedom to kind of bring you to each project? I know Johnny, you do. You know, your own, a lot of nice 3D illustration and hand-drawn illustration and the rest of it mm. outside in the animation. Do you feel like um, you've got the freedom to bring that to the table? Well, yeah, I feel like everyone's very, like, they're always just like, well, you do this stuff, so we should do this stuff. Like, yeah. you know, it's like you have this, yeah, everyone's really encouraging of um, kind of extracurricular stuff. Um and it's always trying to find ways that to fight, like to bring it into a project that, you know, it suits. Mm. Um, I feel like yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, th- I'd say other people in industry are probably more keen to bring the stuff in than I am. They're just I'd be like, oh yeah, we could do that. And they're like, no, we will do that. Like, that's a good <laughs> idea. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah, Brilliant. feel nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah, everyone's always trying to, like, get the best out of each other in terms of. Mm-hmm their specialities. There's a bit of like some of the parts going on because everyone's got different stuff that they do well and mm-hmm. kind of bring and I think the personality side of things is, is that coming through in the different projects you know you get somebody who's like really good at messy like textures and mm. you know painting and ink combined with somebody who's really good at minimal layouts and yeah. you're going to a winner so yeah, yeah. yeah getting a balance of that. You're so right actually I did, a, I did a project recently just having moved into the studios in Manchester and Within a matter of weeks, I was collaborating with Dave Sedgwick, who's studio DVD upstairs, quite mm, well known nice, yeah. locally. And he's another guy who I just get, I get the same thing the investment and ideas and the rest of it, the, the level that goes into his work. Mm. And uh, it was just great because I, I understand why good design works, but when it comes to typesetting and, and layouts, I'm completely lost because that's not my, my thing, it's illustration. So to work with someone who's really great with type and you know print and, and understands the rest of it and just to get messy. Love that, love collaborating, and, and it's something I want to do more and more with experience. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, I think it's really important to any any good, whether it's an individual or an agency. I just think that trade off and that ability to learn from someone else's specialism is a beautiful thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a thing. So, how does the Glasgow and London dynamic work? Lots of uh, lots of Google Hangouts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah lots of phone calls. We've also got um, one of our colleagues is out in Denver at the minute, so he's sort of kicking off the like. Street America. OSA. OSA. OSA, I like that. That's yeah. good. Like, yeah, man, I should really got, like, get that down, like obviously yeah. as OSA. <laughs> we've even got our um, O Street branded American flag. That's like the most punk thing ever. We do actually. Nice. Yeah, we should do that up again because that's good. We, we, gave it, we made it yeah. for like a, a going away gift for, yeah, for Josh when he left and flew it from the studio. But yeah, you should dig that out it's and get like that up somewhere. Black with all the stripes are like road line stripes. So it's like black flag, punk style. Yeah. Stick it to the man. Disruptors. You know it. There's probably some clients in America that you probably have to take that down before you bring them into the meeting room. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah. No, but so yeah, it's like a bit of a 
we've got time time scales to throw into the mix now as well. But it seems to work. I mean, we've, I think because with David being down south, you know, he does he comes up every so often. You know, some of us will go down and stay with him. Yeah, he's up next week actually. Um, you know, stay for a couple of days, and we do obviously the, the annual trip to yeah. the uh, to Loch Fine. But um, yeah, just I think it's just maybe a little bit more planning, a little bit more like being conscientious about mm. getting to meetings on time and stuff like that. Which uh, we're know, always trying to. We're always trying to refine. Because <laughs> 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 um, you know you've got yeah if you're you're talking to somebody on the other end who's waiting to do a hangout and they're by themselves in a, mm. in a shed in London. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it seems, seems seems to work all right. We've got a couple of like scheduled meetings that we plan in on a weekly basis, but then obviously just whenever you need to pick yeah. up the phone. Yeah. Obviously, technology is great for that now. Being able to screen share at the drop of a hat and yeah, like working with them right there and then. So yeah, it's never yeah. it's never really been anything. I guess it's just it's, it's what I've always been used to as well. So yeah, yeah. It seems second nature. I feel like we've got the probably the easier end of the deal. So, but I think David's pretty good at um, taking something away marinating with it and then coming back with like all this new stuff that you hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that even if you just like ask for help you'll just come in with but i guess he's got like a wee bit of separation from you know everyone who's been thinking about it up here and then he can yeah. just come in and be like right new look from cut it. this out yeah, yeah. do this like kind of focus it a bit mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it has pros mm-hmm. and cons yeah it's it crazy isn't it that you can do that now that you can operate so remotely yeah it was just i had yet another one i said i recorded the podcast with the guy on the other side of canada last night and i just sit there thinking How's this a thing? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I, I know guys. I know guys. Like, I'm friends with Rod Hunt, who's been uh, illustrating for like 20 years now, and he started out at the time when they had to send final artwork on a CD by courier. You know, <laughs> I think that's what Neil's like. Like Neil's got some like absolute treasure gems of stuff like that. Like you know, where you have to photocopy stuff and put it on a hard drive. And... Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I, obviously that's got its merits because you have to work, I guess, hard for it, but. I mean, the fact that you can just do that now and you can yeah. have an immediate conversation with someone on the other side of the world. You know, I can work, as an illustrator, I can work anywhere in the world and send my yeah. files. As long as I've got an internet connection, yeah. it's crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's a, the kind of, sometimes you take it for granted a little bit, technology. And, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. But, you know, it does it does, uh, does mean that we, there's things that are possible that wouldn't have been. Yeah. I had, I had a friend who'd been up for too long on a deadline and I remember him calling me up in this really kind of <laughs> fevered mindset and he, just, and he went... He went, he went, I've got a question for you. I was like, all right, go on. He went, what is the internet? Like that. And he, he was like, that is revelation. And I'm going, um, I don't know. It's like, a, he's like, no, 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 what is it? What is the internet? He's like, he's like this weird, it's like, I was like, you need to get some sleep. Did he want a straight answer or did he just want Yeah. To... Oh yeah, yeah. He wouldn't let me drop. He wouldn't oh let me drop. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's like the line, that's... I think. It's like, sometimes you genuinely do feel like that. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah. It's like everything. You have so much information coming in at all times, mm. and then there's sometimes you're like, "This is the best thing ever." <laughs> yeah, right in the line. <laughs> He's gone over the line. So it's, it's, it sounds like you've got a fluid approach to most things. What about what, actually getting new clients in through the door? Is it something that, let's say, one of you spot an opportunity, you've got the freedom to go out and, and actually caught that idea? Is there someone mm. in charge of that? How does it work? Yeah, it's a bit of a mix. Like yeah. we've got like. Often it's you know uh, opportunities to pitch like for, for kind of bigger projects. Um, a lot of times tends to be just like word of mouth, making connections and like being on people's radars, and then yeah, you know sometimes know us and like like the look of us and well, yeah you know. yeah and yeah sometimes it's just 
you know, you can speak to somebody about something and then four years later hear back from them and suddenly yeah, yeah. all work coming in. And mm -hmm. I don't know, there's, there's a lot of kind of, um, I mean, for us, I think that that's maybe just the way that we operate as well. Like, it's a really big thing about relationships for us, like, you know, making sure that the people that work with have connections with and, mm. and that they tend to be the ones that are, you know, sort of more successful and, and lead to kind of bigger and better things. But, um, yeah, yeah. We've got there's a wee bit of, like, weight in that area. Um, given to David and Josh. So David and is like in London, which is great for new business because so many meetings are in London. And then, um, and he's also just great at drumming up new business and just Give he's a, a wizard. Yeah. And then <laughs> Josh as well. Now it's like we've got like the core here, and now we've got these two like little nodes that are kind of satellites. Yeah, and it works quite well, I think. Um, and then you can show that we've got a supporting network and then that gives people confidence into it, instead of just seeing as one person and it all kind of wraps up into a nice mm. package that we can yeah. flaunt. Um, but everyone's kind of, everyone's like role is, they all overlap and they all have special specialties. So mm. everyone's a designer. Like even when I joined, I was like, but junior designer on LinkedIn, David's like, no, you're a designer. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, the many hats that we all have to wear because yeah. we, we, we're all designers, so yeah. there's no managers, there's no studio manager. No. Yeah, no one's been like trained in anything except design. Yeah. So we're all like pitching in in every area, mm -hmm. which is that's good. Yeah, it's like good. yeah, but like it gets a bit too much. Like if we are out of our depth in an area, we will get. We've got like people that we can. In for the, yeah. Yeah, the expertise. Um, if you want to like take it up, but yeah, it's good. Everyone mm. kind of gets a hand in all aspects. Mm. I've learned a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, it's been like a massive, it was a massive learning curve for me. Definitely like like starting off and, but I've really enjoyed it because I think um, you know, I've had experience of working in agencies where you don't get to be the person talking to the client. You know, you're you're sort of behind the scenes doing the work and then yeah. somebody else pitches your idea and. I always found that a bit mad because I was like, but, but, <laughs> I was like, but, 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 yeah. um, so it's nice to be, yeah, able to just not have that and just be kind of like in direct communication. I mean, it means obviously there's a little bit more time, you know, doing the management side of things and just like the admin side of things and being on the emails, but yeah, um, I think it all rolls into it and it kind of makes for a stronger output in the end of it. Having that I just think as a freelancer also who's worked with us the companies you mentioned where it's really compartmentalised. Mm -hmm. It's a frustrating process. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going to name the client, I worked with quite a big broadcaster recently and, and they um, they took two weeks to come back and tell me no changes were needed. <laughs> two weeks! It's like yeah. three people were away, two people were in meetings or something daft and it's like, mm. uh, it's like can, not, can one of you not pick up for the other one? Are you mm. really that segregated that? Yeah, yeah. That, it's, not my, it's not my area. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, it, and it just it added like a month to the job in the long run. And I'm like, this could have been boxed a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And they were the ones paying out more to me to, yeah, for that yeah, reason. And that's yeah. I wasn't necessarily complaining, but I just, I'm the kind of person who, once I get into a project, I like to see it through and get it done. I don't want to be like yeah, picking it up again four weeks later, you know, without anything done in the meantime. I yeah, think it kills yeah. the, the love of it a little bit sometimes. But I guess that's one of the benefits of, of operating as a smaller nucleus like that. I think we're all also like, we're all generalists in a way that we just like to try new things or like if we've been doing yeah. one thing for a while we're like even like sorting out the Google spreadsheet will be a release from <laughs> having done this one thing we just like to like do a bunch of different things yeah I don't think I could work for a massive I think I struggle to work for a massive company where like my one job is like 
artworking A4 sheets. Yeah. That's my specialty or something. Um, or even if it's something that's a bit more, you know, exciting than that, just doing that one thing over and over again, kind of, you have to be really into that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I quite like what you mentioned earlier as well about the kind of relatively open door policy. You've got a very front-facing studio. Yeah, yeah. I think you we're know. officially classed as a as a shop front, so we have to have the door open. Is that right? Yeah, yeah cause I think uh, it's something to do with when the when the when the windows got put in. I think if you want to have smaller windows than that, or if you want to be classed as an office, you have to have um, you can't have big windows like that. So if you want big windows like that, you have to be classed as a shop front. <laughs> the window rule. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember the the details of it, but basically, uh, essentially, what it means is we have the door open all the time, and we get people wandering in, which is sometimes great because you get people wandering and being like. Oh, you know, yeah, we're an architect. We just work around the corner, and uh, do you guys do branding? You know, stuff like that. But um, yes. other times, you get just well, anybody and anybody that wants to come in and just have a little mooch. Like, oh, you guys are into that cafe? No, no, no. Do you do printing? Yeah. People coming oh, in. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Some precious ones coming in. I remember early on, there was a guy who came in. And he just needed help printing off like a, I think it was his PhD thesis or something. <laughs> this was like old guy, mature student. And then Neil was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, we don't do that, but we'll do it because we're printing. <laughs> yeah. and you're in need. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. And then you get people that come in and you're like, this is the worst time. Please leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not a big shop. You can't have a class on. Yeah. Yeah. I think when it gets past like five o'clock as well in winter, I'm like, right, let's just uh, snip the door there so that we don't get any. I've I've been on like a client call before and had like somebody wandering in the background and been like, oh my god, somebody deal with this guy. (laughs) Like, just like, oh, wow, this is a really cool space. And you're like, oh. But yeah, it always makes for good stories though. Yeah, I'd I'd rather it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Always get something happening. That's fantastic. So let's talk about the the banknotes. Is it the Scottish? How many did you do them all? Uh, the Royal Bank of Scotland ones, um, yeah, so 5, 10, 20 is coming out next year. Um, yeah, wow. so yeah. Wow, what, what was that kind of, what's that? that sounds like a huge brief, I mean. Yeah, big project, big project. I mean, it was a really big project in terms of the level of um, even the people that were involved and like the kind of the engagement that went into it. Um, I think there was the, the kind of main company that were running the project as a whole, uh, a service design company, and then they pulled in various kind of, well, us as designers, you know, illustrators, uh, specialists in fabric and textiles and stuff like that. And there was kind of a lot of um, initial engagement and research that was with the communities and stuff like that. And then that kind of distilled into, you know, a creative process and a concept stage. Um, and a, a lot of the time it was there was a lot of feedback and that process was really, really long. I think that went for quite a long time to kind of get that off the ground. And then, um, yeah, and then it came down to the, the building and the designing and... Neil sits up there and Mac and creates a banknote. <laughs> yeah. Am I right in thinking there's quite a big public engagement in the project? Yes, yeah, yeah. massively, yeah. I think the, um, the people's note, is that the people's money, the people's yeah. money, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Massively. And I think a part of that was kind of the like launch engagement as well that came after it. We've we've kind of done something different each time to kind of launch the new notes and, and put them in the right kind of uh, yeah, in the public sphere but um, we've done like VR technology with uh, using the notes where the so for example the um, otters like come off the note and swim around if you've got the VR goggles and you can view them and there's certain apps that you can use to, wow. uh, to look at that and that RBS obviously did a campaign in their own right on, on their site and they had um, for the £5 note as well don't know what's planned for the 20 but that's coming next year so yeah um, but yeah, it's been it's been a really good project to be involved in, and like I think that what's been amazing has been learning obviously as well, like working with the guys at Delarue who do the printing and just about the intricacies that it goes into to, to mm. building and designing a note. Um, 
think there's, there's such complexities and layers that go into it. And I know it's kind of hard to like reveal that to people. So yeah. we've been, it's been like the engagement stuff, or rather the campaigns afterwards to mm -hmm. kind of explain all the layers. Because like, yeah, you look at a note and you don't really spend the whole time kind of analyzing it, you're usually just, you know, mm -hmm. exchanging it. Um, and yeah, the actual density of it is insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, what um, goes into it and like, mm. especially like things like the, you know, like how the botanicals work with the textiles that go into the background and the colour that comes through and the layers that need to be in there and, you know, the engraving that goes on top of that and then the, and the UV like, elements. Yeah, and, security measures which are like... Yeah beyond me, I have no idea. Yeah, like embedded into works. like yeah, so I think the Photoshop file with the layers is like it's just insane. a bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, um, yeah, yeah, I remember trying to scan one or copy one one so a big warning comes up, you can't do this. So oh I'm really? Like, oh yeah, all right yeah, shit, there's something in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, it must be uh, some kind some of tech. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether it's about the the Dimensions, the, the layout, there's something was detected mm, in it. Mm. It wasn't anything sinister I was doing, it was just some. Yeah, just scanning it. I can't remember it. what it was, to be mm. honest. Maybe it was. I <laughs> <laughs> can't even remember what it was. Maybe there. it was a particularly <laughs> bleak period. You know? <laughs> Freelance. Just seen an extra fiber, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so Neil, Neil's becoming a bit of an expert at that now. Yeah. It's yeah. a cool air. Uh, it is a cool thing. It is a cool thing, yeah. So it's like a really fun I mean, thing to talk yeah. to task drivers about. I've not, I've not done any work on it, but I still am like, yeah, we did that. Yeah, it's also something that like everybody gets that like if you, even if you have never come across what design is in your life, yeah, you some you know you say somebody often it's taxi drivers don't know why I have all these conversations they're like what do you do then you know you say yeah. designer and they're like oh right what's that and I'm like well <laughs> if you're lucky you ever heard of money <laughs> brilliant yeah my my yeah. grandmother-in-law thinks that I did them all myself. <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let her run with it. And Johnny hasn't corrected yeah, me yet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way it went down. Yeah, you just keep telling people yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just get that, that. I just thought this is where my brain works. When you said that, I thought, what a great podcast. Something to talk to taxi drivers about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just getting in with oh, the mic. Man. I'll tell you what, for the man. Just come to Glasgow though. and film all of them because, like, <laughs> I have to, just the best conversations with Glasgow taxi drivers. You know, <laughs> really some, some of them can get a bit dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Most of them are good. Once me and my wife got in a taxi and uh, literally we, he stopped at the point and he told us his whole life story about this like <laughs> complex affair he was having and everything like that and wow. it all came out and then we we stopped at our address we were there for 10 minutes waiting for him to finish the story because we were both just being too British about it being like right well we've, we've actually got to we'll get trained uh, now but... off the clock right <laughs> yeah exactly you know, yeah. yeah oh fantastic oh my word it's yeah. quite a good approach to I think thinking about just like in general thinking about what you do as a designer or mm -hmm. yeah, any creative field how to explain it to a taxi driver. Yeah, he like, maybe doesn't have any or like anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. You know, a taxi driver because you're it's probably the person you're going to come in contact with, <laughs> talk about your job with. who's not in the industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked me once, and I said the most boring answer, and I left just like kicking myself. <laughs> My job sounds crap. <laughs> What did you say? I said like, oh well, you know, like if a business needs something visual, we like make it. <laughs> Dude, oh man, you need to work on that. Oh no. Oh yeah. It was grim. <laughs> Pitching skills by a taxi driver's all yeah, right. Oh my god. Um, the Black Sugar exhibition. Why was that the most talked about exhibition identity uh, system ever? <laughs> wow, <laughs> was like, it? I, yeah. Well, on the website that I read, and I was like, oh, I want to know why. I don't, I, well, the the. Um, 
Yeah, that was that was a great one actually. That was just a really fun um, project. I think just because I mean we love doing work with the, the galleries because it's always an opportunity to do something fairly creative and you know often the shows they have on you can take a lot of inspiration from mm. you know the kind of show that it is or the kind of artist that it is and what they're doing and and that show was all about um, the two artists Kitty Sugar and, and Carl Black coming together and producing work together and how they both work like the, the they produce very different work but they've got this same kind of approach to materials and. And that's what it's all about for them. So although their subject matter and the kind of final outcomes that they create kind of maybe don't, you know, aren't kind of in the same league and don't kind of feel the same, they have the same approach to the way they look at the stuff that they're working with. So that was kind of like a really interesting starting point for us. And we yeah. were like, right, how do we show this combined exhibition, you know, but, you know, it's all about materials. So we had a lot of fun with, with that and using, um, you know, the kind of the transparent paper to kind of have this idea of the, the two artists coming together and the, the names being blended into one and obviously there was an, there was an idea about that with um, both the physical side of things but also the animated side of things you know there's cross you know cross campaigns that you've got to do there um, and that seemed like a perfect solution for that and and that carried through in the exhibition as well we, we used uh, like transparent trace paper to print the, the kind of credit notes on and the, the descriptions of the work and everything which was really fun um, but yeah, that was that was one where we'd we'd done a couple of ideas for it, and then we kind of had this one main idea, and we were like, you know, this has got to be it. Actually, you know, this has got to be mm. it. And um, I think it's probably the best client quote we ever had because I think the one of the the clients, the director of it, looked at one look at it and was like, <laughs> I can't say it actually, can I? <laughs> That's flipping genius. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. You want to swear on the show? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. Yeah. I better check that's actually alright to say because. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that was like, we were like, oh, we would just love to put that on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post yeah, yeah. letters. You know, Post tweet R. <laughs> yeah, that was that's a good fantastic. one. That was a really good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, what's going on coming up? Anything exciting in the pipeline? Yeah, what are we working on at the minute? Oh, geez, though. Um, uh, we've got, currently working on a wee beer zine. Which is fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Since we are still enjoying working in beer, we're mm -hmm. kind of gonna make a wee publication about beers that we like and um, like packaging and taste, and just like use it as a wee outlet for making a publication, which I think is something we all want to do. Yeah. So, and then we're gonna yeah just try and share that around. Yeah. Kind of similar to beer times in the way that we do this work. It's good. Here it is. Think of us if you want. That <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, and yeah. it's also gives somewhere for all the, the beer cans at after four o'clock on a Friday to go. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> got a week, weekly tradition of having nice beers from the local fancy off license, <laughs> tasting them all. And we're like, we should probably actually do something with this instead of just, you know, <laughs> instead of just drinking it and then. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's totally fine. But, uh, <laughs> but we're creators at the end of the day, yeah. so it's always got to be. Let's try and do a project. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. It is one of my uh, things that I haven't done that I want to do. It is, there's so many nice beer cans and bottles around at the minute and such lovely packaging and I'm, that's the one project I haven't nailed yet. And I've seen one with Ralph Steadman recently and got really quite jealous. I was like, oh, come on, it's got to be. So it, I'm working on it, but it, yeah, it is. It's such, it seems like a really exciting market at the moment. Mm, mm. Josh just an illustration for beer packaging, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was not technically beer. I think it's oh, hard right. seltzer. You ever heard of it? Uh, I think from your website, yeah. Yeah, it's like alco <laughs> alcoholic sparkling water. Yeah. Which is not probably not my cup of tea, but um, it's a big thing in America, you know. Probably because it's hotter there, but yeah, I did some <laughs> illustrations for the cans. Cool. And it was fun. But um, yeah. yeah, just cans in general, I think. 
are becoming huge and they're much more of a canvas than a bottle is. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. A lot easier to put something like, it's just like art in its own right, slap it around a can. Yeah. And then kind of opens up the whole mm. packaging thing. Yeah. Especially when now you have to stand out so much because people are getting, you know, getting a wind that this is the way to do it. Yeah. And so people are like just producing crazy cans. Yeah, like yeah. some of them were just beautiful, abstract, like oil paintings, scanned on a can. I sell s- it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was under two, three days ago. I spotted one with an oil painting. I thought that's incredible. Like, mm. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Boundary Boundary Brewing in Belfast do some amazing. They've just got this one artist that I think is a pal of the brewer. Mm. It just works so well. You've got to think. Let's say fast forward twenty years, but this will be looked back on as a, as a you know something worthy of a coffee table. But this era mm. of you know, boost packaging essentially. Yeah, I think it's really, is, really, um, really boomed in the past couple of years. Yeah, sure, yeah. it's like mid nineties football goalkeeper shirts. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's a product in its own right there. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Know, you just like slap them all into a book, and you just actually start to realise like how cool it is, rather than just like on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. What else? Have we, what else have we got going on? We've got um, got a couple of projects in America bubbling along. We've got a project yeah. for um, Denver Distillery. And they're doing a absinthe lemonade, so we're working yeah. on some packaging. Oh, wow. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then some other bits of Bob's work a lot with Last FM, the kind of music platform. Cool. So mm-hmm. we've been doing some more things for them, um, which is always fun because they've got quite a fun style and they're really happy for us to kind of just run with it and evolve mm. it and do what we want with it. And because it's digital, it's you know there's quite a lot of flexibility for you know color and motion and stuff like that, which is really fun. Um, nice. Yeah. Mm, brilliant. Cool. Well, the last question I always ask, it's called Shaq in the Tank, and I ask for a love and a hate about your creativity. And since there's two of you, I'm going to let you choose who does the love and who does the hate. And it can be as serious <laughs> okay. or as silly as you want. <laughs> well, like that you hate about your own creativity? Or yeah, just, just creativity as, it can be creativity in general. Your creativity, it's a wide open question. So, mm. yeah. What do you want, love or the hate? <laughs> i go for the hate. Okay, nice. You go. Yeah. Well, the love should be easier, so you should... Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> <Team me up. laughs> we should start with the hate because, like, start with the negative and then go finish on the yeah. positive, right? I feel, yeah, I feel it's just uh, I feel it's just like such an abstract concept for people that aren't <laughs> in it. It's like a bubble of like just understanding that you can create quite a bit of, and at worst, like elitism because you know, you're in this bubble and then people outside of it, sometimes people view them as lesser. Mm. Um, but then also, it's really hard some, for people to think that they can have a part of it, which I think is a shame because I used to meet people all the time like, oh, I could never do that. You know, like my mum's always like, oh, I've not got to create a bone in my body. <laughs> it's just not true. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, that's probably that the like bubblishness of it can be the bad thing that's a good answer and mm. I agree yeah it's a really good answer mm. yeah your turn <laughs> my turn um, man I think I'm going to say something that's kind of like maybe it counters to that Johnny is that like I think I love the fact that um, kind of everybody does have a little bit of it in them themselves but they don't realise yeah. it maybe that's the thing it's more the kind of realising of it but it's kind of something that you know, there's, there's, there's kind of like there's skill and there's hard work, obviously, and there's all that kind of side to it. But also creativity is kind of like a little bit of a, a mindset that just, you know, 
I think it's not almost like never ending. Like there's always something that you're going to be inspired by and that yeah. you're going to kind of channel. And like I think a big part of that working in here is that you really see that coming from the collaborative aspect of it. You know, you get creativity and inspiration through other people. And I think that just always surprises me is that like it's just kind of like you, you kind of know that you're never going to run out of like just just something catching your eye or something just striking something new. Mm. And I really like that. Um, I think I've just recently discovered like drawing again and it's kind of one of those things where you're like oh yeah you know like that's just something else I can do and you know oh I'll go and do that now and I, th I think the idea that you're always going to have you're always going to have that kind of coming through in some way like just because it's it's just in your head or whatever yeah, yeah. even if you just forget how to use your hands or something you know, mm. you're still going to have that brain space and whatever I yeah. don't know that's really random no I, no, I, I, no, I, I get it totally every day is new in like a non-cliched way it's just wherever yeah. you are whatever you're doing whatever you're feeling there's something there's just yeah, something, there's always something. Always yeah. ways it can be abstract approach. it can be blatant it's just yeah, yeah like your, your brain's always working it. but I think I think I think that like everybody has that a little bit but some people just tap into it more and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. for some people it's like beating out of them almost like socialism yeah it's totally true it's yeah. totally true yeah people get trapped into thinking like you say that they don't and that classic expression they don't have a great yeah. in my body or yeah, can't yeah. say my life is the other one. Yeah, and that always makes me laugh because it's like distilling creativity down to one tool, D yes, one drawing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why yeah. is it always the first thing that people yeah, go? Oh, yeah. I can't draw. It, it can be anything. <laughs> yeah. it, it can be the way you. It can be a you know a sense of humor. It's creativity. Yeah, exactly. In a way. Yeah. yeah, just a way of thinking about stuff. And yeah, I'm just trying to think of an example of a time where you would ever have to draw to save your own life. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't think I could do that. What if you had to like communicate with somebody who didn't speak your language because you were trapped in a prison oh, and you had to like communicate how to get the key with Dory? <laughs> There we go. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Pictionary to the extreme. Ah, uh, I love that. I wish I would start saying to people, well, I hope you never have to. Yeah. <laughs> For your sake. Yeah. Ah, oh, brilliant. Well, that's been tremendous. And lastly, where can people check out the Old Street portfolio and get in touch? What? Oh, <laughs> what was that? I where, can, that where can people get in touch and check out the work? <laughs> well, we've got uh, the website. The website. Old Street, Yeah. Um, yeah. O just spelled with one O. Um, All okay. Yeah. It's not O comma street. <laughs> no. People love to say O street. O street. Like the Irish yeah, way. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. And then um, O We're street not... studio is on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. And yeah. All social media. Instagram's, yeah, pretty uh, good for seeing our stuff at a glance. Follow Label O Love as well. Label O Love. Which label, is Label O Love. And then O like an O again, love. All okay. Over That's our new side project. Nice. I'll jump on that after this. If you are nerdy about old graphics. Oh, that sounds good <laughs> to me. I'll be on it. Brilliant. Well, thank you both for your time. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you to All Street for having me. Thank you to Tessa and Johnny for taking the time to talk. And I hope you'll agree it's a wonderful portfolio of work from great people who really do seem to operate like a family. It's not just a bullshit tagline. Go and have a look. Allstreet.co.uk. Check us out. Sorry, check them out. <laughs> let me know what you think at Arrest All Mimics. Uh, let us know what you've been up to. If you've been doing anything exciting, maybe there's an episode in the offing. Who knows? Let me know who you'd like to hear from. It's all going on as we plough further and deeper into 2019. Um, what else? What else? Thank you to those wonderful sponsors who keep the show free. Illustrationweb.com, heartinternet.co.uk, fileco.co.uk and the AOI. Dot com. What else? What else? Uh, big collaboration with Andrew Cotterill. I've been uh, going on about it on the social media for some time now. And we are arriving at a point when 
we're going to be able to announce the exhibition soon. So watch this space. I will keep you posted. Big show coming in London with all kinds of music legends that we've been working on celebrating individuality, self-expression and creativity in one of its most pure forms, in my opinion. Everyone from Chuck D to Pink to... Lee Perry, uh, all these larger-than-life characters, and Andy is going to be coming up on the show talking about that, so he has got some absolute corkers uh, in terms of just experiences with these magical people. Anyway, that's enough of that. Cheers for your time, guys. Uh, drop us a little review, social, at a wrestling mix. Nice one. I've talked enough. Go and check out those three, and we'll see you very soon.